listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Andrew, and with me is Nicolette. And today we have a special feature for you. We are going to share a portion of our One With Them event that we did live on YouTube last night. And we're going to, it'll actually be Nicolette and another colleague of ours, Sarah, will be talking about uh, forced marriage and house arrest and how those are forms of captivity that particularly women face in the persecuted church. And so we are excited to have that. But before we jump into that, you will you will notice that they're going to mention a video, a story of Agnes. Now, uh, we can't share the story of Agnes on the podcast because it's subtitled and that won't work on a podcast. And so Nicolette's going to just preview that story for you. And then we'll jump right into the section of Nicolette and Sarah. Yeah, so Agnes is a young woman from Nigeria, and she was kidnapped by Boko Haram in January of 2019, and she was in captivity for two years. During her two years of captivity, she experienced some horrible things. She was in a forced marriage. She was told to keep her faith a secret and um, to hide that she believed in Jesus. So that's something that she had to do um, during her two years. She had to be a secret believer. And um, there were times when she still mentioned the name of Jesus sometimes, and she would get beaten when she did. And so she experienced a lot of violence during her time in captivity. One day, her and another young woman were told to go look for food in a forest, and they were escort, uh, escorted by two armed guards, and they were left alone uh, by the two guards. They they walked away, and when those guards left, Agnes and the other young woman um, decided to run away, and they were able to escape from Boko Haram after two years in captivity. And so let's listen in to what Nicola and Sarah have to say. As challenging as it is to hear a story like that, we're so grateful that Agnes has been rescued, but we also want to keep in mind that there are so many that have not been rescued. There's Leah Sherabu and the Chibok girls, as mentioned in the video, but there's also others like Alice Nagata, a UN nurse who was abducted just shortly after Leah Sherabu and remains in captivity today. Um, so we want to talk about what it means to be a Christian captive. We just heard the story of Agnes, who experienced captivity, but she didn't just experience captivity and being abducted. She also experienced forced marriage. So there's many different forms of captivity that um, people can experience, and we want to delve into that and explain what that can look like. Yeah, exactly. And to to learn more about this, for us, we look to the gender-specific persecution report that Open Doors produced. Um, They've been researching uh, this topic for about five years now, um, which is great. So we have a good resource to learn about this. Um, And they highlight how in the top five pressure points for women, uh, captivity is two of them. It is seen through forced marriage as well as house arrest. 
for women, persecution is often hidden, violent, and complex, as, as we were learning. But um, in the top five, uh, captivity is, is there for men as well, but it's seen as imprisonment instead of forced marriage or house arrest. Although men and women both experience all kinds of persecution, we often follow something called the Morso effect, which goes like this. Um, so men are as well in forced marriages sometimes or under house arrest, but it's more so affecting women. And then in the other direction it goes, women are in prison, but more so men for, um, for persecution. However, it is important to understand the difference in how we can advocate for people who are in prison or um, people who are in forced marriages or under house arrest. They're, they're completely different because there's a government behind a prison and we can advocate to, to that government and um, sign petitions and, and support these Christians and try to get them released. But as for, for people who are in forced marriages or house arrest, there's no one to advocate to and there's no one to call on for their release. So it's tricky and there's less that we can do as their family to help them. With that being said, we actually do have a petition that we would love for you to get involved with. It's for captives in Nigeria, people that have experienced abduction. So people like Leah Sherabu, like the Chibok girls, like Alice Nagata. Um, you'll hear more about this later on in our event, but we would love for you to get involved with that petition. But right now, we're going to go into more detail about different forms of captivity. So starting off with forced marriage. What is forced marriage? Forced marriage is a marriage where the woman the captive did not consent to be part of the marriage. And that's the key part of understanding what it is. It's the lack of consent. So for example, sometimes a woman is placed in a forced marriage because her family disagrees with the fact that she's following Jesus and they are placing her in a marriage because of the difference in faith. Which is exactly Joyti's story. Um, Joyti is a believer in India who um, became Christian and her family completely disagreed with her religion and in order to completely cut ties with her they married her off to a non-Christian man against her will of, of course um, and now she lives as a secret believer married to a non-Christian and is yeah so sometimes the individual who's abducted or kidnapped is taken because of their family's faith and I uh, to go against uh, her family's religion as Christians. Yeah, that's something that happened to Lucina. Um, Lucina is the daughter of a pastor in South Asia and her father was being persecuted because of his faith and because of his ministry and when he refused to let go of Jesus and refused to stop evangelizing and sharing the gospel, um, the perpetrators decided to attack his daughter instead. And um, Lucina was uh, abducted and placed in a forced marriage, um, which was illegal. Sometimes a, a forced marriage is not legally recognized. Um, but she was placed in a forced marriage because of her father's faith, because her father mm -hmm. refused to give up on Christ. So. Yeah. The point is that forced marriage happens without consent. So that is um, a, one type of captivity. There's another type of captivity that people experience, which is house yeah, arrest. Yeah, it's house arrest, which we mentioned um, is in the top five for women. And house arrest has some varying um, 
levels. So sometimes the woman is literally locked in a room in, in the house and, and isn't allowed to leave that room and she's completely cut off from the outside world. But in other cases, uh, maybe they're allowed to freely roam the house, uh, but they're not allowed to interact with any family that's, that's living with them or they're not allowed to leave the house. So there are varying um, cases when it comes to house arrest. But there is one thing we noticed over the past couple of years was that with COVID, house arrest just, it skyrocketed. Women were, were being locked in their homes, um, not only by COVID, but, but by uh, their, their captors um, way more frequently. And it was just a much worse experience for them over COVID, so. Yeah, so we've talked a bit about forced marriage and a bit about house arrest, and they can seem really similar, but they do actually have some differences. For example, in a forced marriage, there can be more sexual violence and sexual abuse. Whereas in a house arrest situation, there can be more isolation for the captive. Mm -hmm. So those are some differences between them. And there are cases sometimes where one comes without the other. Um, they're slightly less common, but sometimes someone is, is forced into a marriage, but they're not under house arrest and that they, they function within that marriage like a normal marriage would. They go out and they do things with the family. Um, but in other cases, obviously, uh, there's forced marriage and then also house arrest. So they do, they do come separately, but also together. So. Yeah. So why is this something that happens? Why do perpetrators use forced marriage and house arrest? One of the goals of using these two uh, forms of captivity is to pressure the individual to give up their faith mm. in Jesus. There's some other things too. Sometimes forced marriage is used to stem the population of Christians in an area. So if there's a Christian woman that's married to um, somebody of another religion, their children most likely will not be Christian. So that's something that um, is kept in mind. Like I remember in, in Joy T's case, when her parents married her off, they said, don't practice your faith openly, don't talk about it again. And as far as, as the story goes, uh, she's a secret believer. So if she raises a family, they're not gonna, they're not gonna know Jesus. Yeah, so. yes, that's something that is used um, to persecute Christians. Uh, another mm -hmm. thing is um, that it's used to um, control and assert dominance over people that um, have chosen to follow Jesus. So um, those are some things that um, perpetrators keep in mind and you know why do we even mention like what their goals are we mention it because if we can understand what persecuted Christians face yeah, what it looks like what it them. looks like what their experience is then yeah. we can pray for them in a more informed way we can understand their situation just that little bit more and we we can you know build compassion in our hearts for them and we can pray for them and and have those things in mind yeah, and, and learn about our family, ultimately, yeah. just to, to grow deeper in understanding about what they're going through and what they're faced with every day, which we struggle to comprehend. I know when we were learning about this, we, we had to have meetings with people and we were like, what does this look like? How are they different? How are they similar? What are the impacts? And, um, and the lasting impacts is actually something that we're going to talk about more because we know that it, it, it affects more than just the person who's being held captive, but it affects their family and their church and their community. Um, so we're going we're gonna to dive deeper into that in the next section. We're going to talk about families and um, the, just the families of captives and, and how we can be praying for them and learn about them and, mm -hmm. and walk alongside them.
If you want to hear the next part of our live, our one with them event, then you can tune in. You can watch it on our YouTube channel right now. The link will be in the description of the podcast. Nicolette also mentioned the petition, which we did on mention on our podcast last week. You can find out more about that at opendoorscanada.org slash petition. Uh, and we'd love for you to get involved with that. Nicolette, why wouldn't, why don't you pray for us? Lord Jesus, uh, today we, we think of our brothers and sisters across the world that experience captivity, God. Um, we know that they may feel isolated, they may feel alone, um, but we just ask that you would be present with them in their circumstance, God. I pray that they would feel your love. I pray that they would feel valued in uh, your sight. I pray that um, you would protect them wherever they are. I pray that you would protect their mind, their body, their soul. I pray that you would protect their faith, God, that they wouldn't give up on you because we know that you never give up on them, that you are always faithful, that you love them no matter what they experience, no matter what stigmas are attached to their experiences, God. We know that you don't care about any of that. You just care about them. And we just ask that you would surround them in this moment. And um, we pray for their release, that they would... Um, be reunited with their families, that they would get to experience healing from the traumas that they have, God. We ask your hand would be upon each and every one of our brothers and sisters in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to check out our YouTube event and sign the petition, and we hope to see you back next week. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Your prayers are strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. You can always find more ways to pray at our website, opendoorscanada.org, or by following us on social media at Opendoors Canada. Opendoors Canada.